You are listening to the Fresh Focus Podcast, where VA dietitian nutritionists are serving up health and wellness information for veterans and their families. In addition to being in clinic, chatting over the phone, or using Video Connect, we're taking a new approach to increase your access with this podcast. Each series will dish out bites of information you can digest when it's convenient for you, your family, or a caregiver, giving advice and veteran experience on topics that are most important to you. So take a listen in the car, while cooking, or after the kids go to bed, keeping you moving towards your health goals in between our individual meetings and group classes. But hey, feel free to play these episodes at the coffee shop as well. We would love to be a part of the conversation. Grab a cup and pull up a chair and we'll dive right on in. Good morning, everyone. This is Shauna Golden. I am the Women Veterans Program Manager at the Marion VA Healthcare System. Women veterans deserve high quality health care. This includes all stages of pregnancy. Did you know the VA covers a full range of services for veterans to support your reproductive goals? Marion VA offers preconception counseling, which can guide medication choices and preventive care decisions before you become pregnant. We have the option of prenatal and postpartum dietary counseling, as well as a lactation consultant to assist with your dietary needs and those of your babies. We can help you navigate health care services both inside and outside of the VA, connect you to community resources, and the care you need after delivery. This is made possible by our Women's Health Clinical Navigator, Marsha Russell. If you are pregnant or wanting to become pregnant, talk to your VA provider. You can call me, Shauna Golden, at 618-997-5311. My extension is 72010. You can also call the Women's Health Clinical Navigator at 618-997-5311, extension 72031. Or you can call or text the Women Veterans Call Center at 1-855-829-6636. And of course, always reach out to your VA provider for any questions or concerns. Welcome to another episode in the podcast series focusing on women's health. One of the things that really sets women apart from men is our ability to carry children. Pregnancy is such an amazing part of life, yet some people tend to look at it as a disability. As a certified personal trainer and group fitness instructor, as well as a licensed and registered dietitian, I have many friends, family members, and clients who ask me for advice when it comes to their health during and after pregnancy. While some think this would be the opportune time to be as lazy as possible and eat whatever you want, I believe that this is actually the perfect time to make sure you're taking your health very seriously. I mean, you are now supporting the growth of a human being. But if that isn't enough motivation for you to do your best to live a healthy, active lifestyle while pregnant, this information may help sway your opinion. As far as benefits for the mother, I know something that could help reduce your back pain, ease constipation, decrease your risk of developing gestational diabetes or preeclampsia, decrease the need for a C-section, pain relief, or Pitocin, promote healthy weight gain, improve your overall general fitness, and strengthen your heart and blood vessels, and help you lose the baby weight more quickly after the baby is born. 
Those are just benefits for the mother. Benefits for the baby include increased blood volumes, leaner builds, better tolerance to the stress of pregnancy and delivery, and improved brain development. Do I have your attention yet? Those are all potential results of exercising during pregnancy. Of course, there are always exceptions and these aren't guaranteed results, but I think the potential of these benefits are definitely enticing. I want to spend today's podcast talking about exercising before, during, and after pregnancy. We want to pump you up. Before I get into the specifics, I want to start by saying that you should absolutely talk to your doctor before exercising to make sure that it's safe. I'm not a medical provider, and my recommendations should definitely not trump any advice given to you by your primary care provider or OBGYN. Additionally, if you experience any bleeding or spotting, continual cramping, or abnormal symptoms, it's important to contact your doctor immediately, as you might need to rest a few days before getting back to your routine. I also recommend consulting with a personal trainer to learn how to do the exercises and stretches with proper form, as that is equally important. It is difficult for me to get into the details of proper form since you can't really see me while you're listening to this podcast. The research on exercise during pregnancy has really evolved, and I feel that it's important to educate women on the updated guidelines and recommendations to support health during pregnancy, birthing, and postpartum. First, I want to cover some of the main points in the updated guidelines from the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, which is also known as ACOG. Per these guidelines, it's not recommended for a pregnant woman to be supine, which means lying flat on your back, for a long period of time. However, for a short period of time, it's okay. Another update is that there are actually no heart rate guidelines for pregnant women while exercising. Instead, they recommend using a talk test to measure the intensity. With the talk test, you should be able to talk while exercising, but not sing. This indicates that you're exercising at a moderate intensity. The updated guidelines recommend participating in 150 minutes of moderate exercise each week. They also recommend exercising for 20 to 30 minutes most or every day of the week. The idea is to continue the type of activities that you're used to, as long as you avoid going above that moderate intensity threshold. So if you have never been much of a runner, I don't recommend trying to start running five miles a day. Similarly, if you have never touched a weight in your life, I don't think now is the time to start throwing down a bunch of heavy weights. The point I'm trying to make is that women can and should be active throughout their pregnancy. When we talk about activity and exercising, I want to be clear on what exercises are considered safe for pregnant women and which are not. Examples of safe ways to get in physical activity include walking, swimming, stationary cycling, low impact aerobics, yoga or Pilates with some modifications, jogging or running, racket sports, and light to moderate strength training. On the other hand, exercises that should be avoided during pregnancy include contact sports, activities with a high risk of falling, such as skiing or surfing, off-road cycling, gymnastics, horseback riding, scuba diving, skydiving, and hot yoga or Pilates. It's probably not surprising to hear that core strength is incredibly important during and after pregnancy. More than 60% of pregnant women experience low back pain, but by strengthening your abdominal and back muscles, you can reduce the risk of suffering from this pain. 
Additionally, a healthy pelvic floor can help a woman return back to exercise after giving birth. As you may have guessed, there are certain core exercises that can help and some that are actually not recommended during or immediately after pregnancy. The most important exercises to focus on are those that work the transverse abdominis. This is the deepest layer of abdominal muscles that runs between the ribs and the pelvis. The transverse abdominis is responsible for stabilizing the spine during movements, which means that it can help prevent lower back pain. And I have some great news for you. You don't need any equipment to work out this muscle. In fact, you can do it by sitting in your car, sitting at work, or waiting in line at the grocery store. To perform this exercise, you just need to tighten your abs and think about pulling your baby up and in. Hold the contraction for about five seconds, then relax and repeat. The important thing to focus on here is keeping your shoulders and jaw relaxed. They shouldn't be moving at all when you contract those abdominal muscles. Your rectus abdominis is the top layer of your abs. When you're pregnant, it's normal for these muscles to separate to make room for the baby. However, you can do your part to keep it from getting too far apart. Some examples of exercises to help with this would be a crunch with the activation of your transverse abdominis. So you would first pull the baby up and in with the relaxed jaw and shoulders, then perform a small crunch. Planks are also a good exercise to do as long as you're able to do them without coning. Coning is when your stomach falls down to make a kind of cone shape, with the tip of the cone being along the middle line of your abdomen. Another explanation I like is to imagine your stomach as a hill or mountain and the middle part coming together in a peak. If you notice this happening, you can modify by lowering down to your knees or doing an incline plank on a chair or wall. I highly recommend having a trainer show you how to correctly perform these exercises in order to reduce the risk of any injury. While building your core strength is important, some ab exercises are actually going to increase the separation of your rectus abdominis during and after pregnancy. This is commonly known as diastasis recti. For this reason, you will want to avoid exercises that work your obliques, so the outer part of your abdomen during pregnancy and for up to six months postpartum. Some examples of these exercises would be bicycles, Russian twists, and penguins. When a woman is pregnant, she experiences prenatal shifts, which result in musculoskeletal imbalances, postural dysfunction, and decreased power and strength, decreased range of motion, and increased muscle fatigue and pain. It is important to strengthen and stretch your muscles in order to prevent pain. There are two main abnormalities that can result from these deconditioned and inflexible muscles. Kyphosis is an exaggerated curve at the cervical and thoracic spine. This results in forward dumping of the shoulders, and you may hear people refer this as a hunchback. This isn't exclusive to pregnant women either, because posture plays a major role in kyphosis. To help prevent this, it is important to strengthen your back muscles and stretch your chest muscles, while also focusing on maintaining good posture. A couple examples of back exercises would be reverse flies or bent over rows. These can be done with dumbbells, cans, milk jugs, or anything else similar that you have available to you. A few examples of good chest stretches include a bent arm wall stretch and extended child's pose on your fingertips. 
The second common spine abnormality is called lordosis. This is an exaggerated curve in the lumbar spine. This means that your lower back is curved forward, which would be expected for pregnant women. To help counter this curvature, it's important to stretch your hip flexors. You can do this by doing a lunging hip flexor stretch or a supine hip flexor stretch. Some strength exercises that are good to prevent lordosis of the spine are bird dog and a plank, while modifying as needed for proper form. The last thing I want to discuss is what happens after you have your baby. ACOG guidelines indicate that it is safe for women to return to exercise whenever they feel ready. This means it could be a few days after delivery, a few weeks, or even a few months. Regardless, there are some things that you can start immediately after birth. This includes pelvic floor tilts, chest stretches, and transverse abdominal work. I went over some of those examples earlier. Remember pulling the baby up and in. However, if you have a C-section, you may need to wait a little longer and you'll want to get the green light from your doctor, and that is okay. Try not to compare your journey to someone else's. Pregnancy is such an exciting time, but it can also be intimidating with all of the changes going on in your body. My goal with this podcast isn't to make you feel bad about not doing enough, but actually to empower you to take charge of your health and to help you feel the best you can so you're able to enjoy this time. As always, if you have any questions, contact your local VA dietitian and we will be happy to help you. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening to the Fresh Focus podcast. As a bonus to this episode, we have a demo video just for you. Head over to YouTube and type Marion VA Healthcare System in the search bar to locate our channel. You'll find demos and more associated with the Fresh Focus podcast located in the playlist section.